Helping you build a better brand through the fusion of form and function. This is the Rightly Designed Show. Hello and welcome to the program. My name is Thomas and this is the Rightly Designed Show. Today I'm going to take a little bit of time to talk about a really common problem, but a problem that most people don't even know about or consider taking the time to solve. And that is really bulky images or very heavy images or high file size images being used on a website. Now this can happen from time to time within a WordPress theme or within a website design, but it's more common with users actually uploading images to their website. So again, if you're using a platform like WordPress and say you're creating a blog post, it would be uploading a really heavy image. And because most uh, smartphones and most uh, DSLR cameras uh, have really high megapixel and you know image density. You end up with a really high, uh, a really large file when you're all said and done. So what you end up with is files that are like anywhere from five to ten or even fifteen megabytes a piece, just because they are so high quality. Now the problem is if you're taking that type of image and you're uploading it straight to your site, a lot of times if you're not using the smaller or condensed version of that image, you can be uh, your website can have you know as I mentioned a five or a ten megabyte file or ten or five or ten megabyte image just sitting there on your web page. So why is that a problem? There's a number of different reasons why that will cause problems, not only for you but also for your users and even for your search engine rankings. So if you have an, a page, for example, on your site that loads extremely slowly, and which can be caused by having large image, needlessly large images on your site, that can hurt things like search engine rankings. Now in terms of usability, which I, I tend to think is probably the most important reason why you want to consider the actual size of your images, is the usability and the overall user experience of using your site. And part of the problem with having large images is that it's it's so easy to avoid. So that's what makes it a bigger problem is the fact that it's something that could be easily avoided with just a couple of extra steps. And of course, I'll tell you how uh, some ways that you can begin uh, optimizing your images to ensure that they load uh, quickly and they are efficient and optimized for your site. But first, a couple of things I wanted to take a look at. And in addition to things like search engine optimization, uh, a big piece to the puzzle when it comes to why it's important to have optimized images and really optimized everything on your site in terms of speed um, and the loadability of different elements in your site is because of mobile users. So in a big piece of mobile users and a growing base of mobile users today is people who are using data data in order to data plans in order to browse the web. So for people who are out and about or people who are, you know, on the bus, the way home from work or any number of different places, a lot of people use their smartphones and their data plans in order to consume content on the web. So for most people, that data is going to be limited. So if you have an image sitting on one of your web pages that's 5 or 6 megabytes, if they go to your web page and they view that on their smartphone, you just ate up five megabytes of their data, which isn't very nice. It's one of those things that can add up over time. 
So in fact, there's actually a, a newsletter that I'd read a, a little while back. It was really interesting. Uh, it's from a place called Smashing Magazine, which is a little bit more geared and targeted towards designers and developers. Um, it was an interesting little editorial that he wrote in this newsletter. And I'll just read part of it, which kind of has something to do um, with, from the user's standpoint, how having these massive images on your site can begin causing some problems. So he said, the web keeps getting heavier and heavier, but we already knew that. However, what exactly does that mean for the users visiting our websites? I've been traveling a lot this year, and unless I have good Wi-Fi, I tend to tether my phone and use it as a hotspot. And that essentially means that he's tethering his phone to like his laptop, and that's how he gets his internet connection, through the data plan of his phone. So he said, my consumption of data is modest. I don't do audio or video streaming via 4G. I don't sync Dropbox or GitHub, nor do I upload or download large files. And I always remember to disable all background traffic. I take good care of my hotspot. And I am considerate when it comes to using or not using it. I do use email, though, and I do find myself reading a lot on the web, both of them when writing, editing, and doing research. Throughout 2014 of December was the second month in a row when my monthly limit of 5 gigabytes of data was reached early on, primarily due to retina images and image, uh, image overhead sent to my device, which happens to have a retina screen. Now, 5 gigabytes is quite a lot of data, and seeing so much data being wasted so quickly is astonishing, to say the least. That's why responsive images are so important, but they cover only one side of the story. So the interesting thing that he found out was that as he was traveling, he was finding that he was relying a lot upon his data plan. And without syncing large files or downloading video or audio, he was running into 5 gigabytes of data being eaten up in short periods of time. That's a lot of data to eat through. And the reason is because it's so widespread across the web. Uh, a lot of users, you know, they'll get their website designed uh, or developed or, you know, maybe they're using a WordPress theme that isn't designed and developed uh, with speed and with a lightweight, uh, with lightweight images in mind. Or again, as the previous um, example that I mentioned, where people are just uploading images to their site, not really giving too much consideration with how large those images are. So and another thing to, to take into account, in addition to this specific example, is data, uh, is the actual data of smartphone usage in today's mobile market. So we all know that smartphones are becoming more and more prominent around the web. So this is just another reason why it's going to be so incredibly important to ensure that all images and all media files on our website are incredibly optimized to ensure that user experience is going to be good, but especially on a, a mobile device and especially on people who are using a, mo a mobile device with a data plan. And here's why. So there's an article in the Pew Research Center, which is pretty interesting. It's got tons of different data on, P on smartphone usage today. So I'd highly recommend you check it out. You can go to rightlydesignedshow.com slash 11, and I'll leave a link in the show notes where you can actually read more about this study. Very fascinating, lots of charts and graphs. Very interesting to look at. But some of the uh, interesting points that I, I uh, put together in terms of you know, what they had in the overall article, really interesting. So one of the stats that they had in there was that 10% of Americans own a smartphone 
but do not have any other form of high-speed internet access at home beyond their phone's data plan. Using a broader measure of the access options available to them, 15% of Americans own a smartphone but say they have a limited number of ways to get online other than their cell phone. So you have around 15% of Americans, 15% of Americans who are using the web right now who don't have any other way to access the web other than through the data plan on their smartphone. So as you might guess, if we refer back to the previous example of the, uh, the editor who was out and he was traveling, he was eating through five gigabytes really quick and he was just browsing the web and doing email. So you have to imagine how difficult that can make it for somebody who only has that as their option. They don't have Wi-Fi at home or something like that. So for those 15% of Americans, it makes it even more extremely important that our images are being optimized and that they are uh, as lightweight as they can possibly be, especially for data plans. Some other other interesting stats as well is that 68% of smartphone owners use their phone at least at uh, at least occasionally to follow often with breaking news events, with 33% saying that they do this frequently. 67% use their phone to share pictures, videos, or commentary about events happening in their community, with 35% doing so frequently. 56% use their phone at least occasionally to learn about community events or activities with 18% doing this frequently. You're listening to the fusion of form and function. This is the Rightly Designed Show. Now that I spent a little bit of time going over why it's important to have optimized images on your website, let's take a little bit of time to discuss a way that you can actually do that. So a big reason that we actually have this problem to begin with it's because when it comes right down to it, it's kind of a hassle. You know, if you're creating, you know, several blog posts a week or even just one blog post a week or you're regularly updating content on your website, it can just be a hassle to open up your image editor and shrink it down to a specific size, you know, then save it, then upload it to your site. So it can be a bit of a hassle. So again, that could be one large reason for why a lot of people out there don't even bother with uh, compressing their images to begin with. Uh, But fortunately, there is a website out there that is totally free called TinyPNG. Now, TinyPNG is just a really simple website with a little panda bear off to the left and then a little like square in the middle. And all you do is you just drag and drop a JPEG or a PNG and it automatically super compresses it for you. So here's what it says on the TinyPNG website. It says, what does TinyPNG do? TinyPNG uses smart lossy compression techniques to reduce the file size of your PNG files. By selectively decreasing the number of colors in the image, fewer bytes are required to store the data. The effect is nearly invisible, but it it makes a large difference in the size. Why should I use TinyPNG? TinyPNG is useful because it's the only widely, or I should say PNG is useful because it's the only widely supported format that can store partially transparent images. The format uses compression, but the files can still be large. Use TinyPNG to shrink images for your apps and sites. 
it will it will use less bandwidth and load faster. So we've already spent a little bit of time going over why it's a good idea to compress your images, and TinyPNG is a way to do that. Now, it's really interesting. I do recognize, uh, recommend you check out their website. It's just tinypng.com. Uh, and they've got a couple of different examples on here where they've got two images sitting side by side for you to be able to see if you can spot the difference between the two. One is 57K and the other is 15, so obviously one has been compressed and the other hasn't. But it is really quite remarkable. I've been using it for a while now. And pretty much any image that I'm going to be uploading to the web, I'll throw here through this process first. And it depends on how complex your image is. It also depends on whether or not, you know, whether it's a JPEG or a PNG or something else. But it can save you, you know, upwards of anywhere from 60 to like 70 and sometimes 80% on the actual size. So that means, you know, you could be throwing a one a megabyte file at it and it can drop that down to like, you know, 250K. So it's really, it's not like it's a small difference that it's making, you know, going through this uploading process. It, it could be the difference between, you know, five megabytes or 500K. So it's, as I mentioned before, especially for those mobile users and those people out there who are depending upon data plans to browse the web and, and reach your website and consume your content, this can make a really big difference. In addition to that, I also alluded to previously that it can affect your search engine rankings. Again, if you're going through the process of optimizing e each of your images, that can make a really big difference for the loading time of each of your pages. So this little extra step can make a really big difference. Now, in addition to the tiny PNG website, which again, as I mentioned, comes in really handy and it works really well. If you happen to be a WordPress user, so if you have a WordPress.org account, our WordPress.org website, I should say, which is the self-hosted solution, uh, TinyPNG actually has a WordPress plugin that you can install that will automatically compress images that you upload to it. So I use this as well on my own website. It works great. I've been using it for a couple of months now. I, I have noticed that if you're uploading really large images, so if you're going to go in excess of 5 megabytes, you might run into some problems. So you want to make sure that if you're uploading images to your own website or even the tiny PNG website itself has a max of five megabytes. So you can't throw like a 10 megabyte file at it and expect it to compress it. It'll throw you an error. So I've experienced something similar uh, to, on the plugin itself. But if you're throwing like a one or two or three megabyte file or even something that's a little bit smaller and you want to make sure that it's as compressed as possible, it's a really great solution. So it's pretty much become... Uh, uh, second nature to me now whenever I'm setting up a new website to include TinyPNG because it's just, uh, it's kind of a no-brainer. The only downside to it is that when you're using WordPress, you will notice that when, when you're uploading images, it does take a little bit longer. There's a little uh, considerable amount longer it takes for the image to finish uploading to your WordPress library, which is understandable. The main reason is because you're uploading something to your own library, which then has to go out to a third-party website, which then has to be compressed, and then has to be sent back to your website to be finalized and uploaded. But it does work uh, really well in the long run in terms of being able to upload really compressed images, so I highly recommend it. If you want to visit rightlydesignedshow.com slash 11, I've actually put together a quick video that actually walks you through step-by-step -step of how to uh, actually set up TinyPNG's plugin on a WordPress website. So I'll walk you through step-by-step -step setting it up, configuring it. It works out really well. With their plugin, you have to connect to their API, 
And with their API, you're allowed to upload a maximum of 500 megabytes per month, or I'm sorry, 500 images per month, which is quite a bit. Uh, and uh, in the video, I actually walk through step by step how you can configure it to resize specific uh, image sizes in your WordPress library. WordPress by default uh, has a number of different image sizes. So if you upload one image, it's going to save the full size image. It's going to save a large version, a medium version, and a thumbnail version. So that's four versions of your image. Some themes and some plugins enable you to have even more versions. So what this tiny PNG plugin does is it allows you to pick which of those versions get compressed. So what I do on my site, for example, is I take the largest file, the, the largest image size, and I have it automatically reduced. Not only, not only do I have it compress that image, but I also have it res, uh, reduce the overall size. So by the time I'm all said and done, I, pretty much any image I upload to my website isn't going to be larger than like four or 500K. So that not only saves massively on bandwidth, but it also saves massively on hard drive space. So again, if, you're, uh, if you've got a bunch of five or six 10 megabyte images sitting on your hard drive, depends on your hosting solution, but you could be running out of space pretty quickly. So I hope you find this helpful. Again, I've, I found this immensely helpful for quickly optimizing different web pages, especially ones that are image heavy. So this has come in handy for me in multiple, multiple different scenarios. So I hope it comes in handy for you as well. So feel free to visit rightlydesignshow.com slash 11, where you can take a look at that free video and find out how you can install this plugin and start saving space on your images today. So as always, if you have a question related to design, branding, uh, WordPress, or productivity tools, feel free to visit rightlydesigned.com slash question. Leave me a question. I'd be happy to uh, take a look or have a listen to that question and see if I could turn that into a full-length episode uh, in uh, future episodes. So again, I do appreciate you taking the time to listen to The Rightly Designed Show, and we'll see you next time. Be a part of the show. Contact us at rightlydesigned.com slash contact with your questions, thoughts, and feedback. To read the show notes from today's episode or find previous episodes, visit rightlydesigned.com slash show.